You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Your discretion is advised. Okay, now I just have to figure out where the, the, the music is coming from because, no, we don't want that yet. Hold on one second because I got something playing that shouldn't be playing in the background. Bear with me. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Your discretion is advised. When Nicole Sandler sits down to do her show, she's the producer, booking the guests, pulling the audio, planning the show, the engineer, running the controls, troubleshooting any problems, playing the sounds, following the guests, and she's the webmaster, writing the blog, posting the podcast, maintaining the website, not to mention the host, interviewing the guests, explaining the issues, giving opinions, and calling out the bad guys, and then you get the Nicole Sandler Show on NicoleSandler.com. Mistake, and I think humans are flawed, and we all make mistakes. Any a sack of BS. How they elect such a mess? I think he might be high. I'm Jewish. <laughs> Who could have foreseen this shady queen? Holy does is a lie. I've never met him. No, I never said that. Cause life's a fucking fantasy for Santos. Santos lies all day and night. Even every maga sick of fans knows Something about this dude ain't right His is just a blatant work of fiction With which the facts don't ever quite align Attempts to scam his base are commonplace His past's as spotty as his big gay face Oh, everything's a fantasy for Santos no wonder they want Santos to resign. I understand everybody wants to nitpick at me. Who everything he does is just a shit Nothing that he claims is true. It's actually true. He said Britney Spears played his bar mitzvah. Even though he's not a Jew. He lies and says he graduated college. Denies each Ponzi scheme and sketchy deal. His colleagues clear their throats when Santos gloats that he in fact invented posted notes. Oh, everything is nonsense with his Mary. He's any of his resume for real. It says he danced in for 
Godzilla is a drag queen for hire, then Finnish Baruch is a magna cum liar. It's fully excelled as a volleyball star till he landed the cover of Harper's Bazaar, but went on to be known as a Wall Street tycoon and the very first woman to land on the moon only after he fought in the Vietnam War, which I think he made up for publicity for. He sailed up the Missouri with Lewis and Clark and then produced Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. He survived the Titanic, then had to disrobe in the movie, which won him his first Golden Globe. He invented the internet, walked with a stare. His mother was Elvis, his father is Cher. He led the Congressional Science Committee. He started Samantha on Sex in the City. His album just dropped. He'd love to adopt. He's full out crazy and must be stopped. I made a mistake. Humans are flawed, and we all make mistakes. Hey Randy Rainbow. Oh my goodness, I think he outdid I himself. A, I made a mistake. On we that one. Humans are flawed oh, and we uh, don't make mistakes. Oh. Okay. Oh. Oh, it's it's playing again. No, we're we're not going to do that. Um Randy Rainbow, really. It, you know, he's he's not as prolific with the videos as he used to be, but that one was worth the wait. Wow. Uh Randy Rainbow showing his brilliance is still there. Um, yeah, so there you go. Uh, good one. Really good. Two songs in one. Welcome to a Thursday, everybody. Um, yeah, really good, right? Now, I had that yesterday, and I didn't play it because the interview with Marcy Wheeler had run so long, and I knew we would just squeeze it in in the hour, and I figured, we have time today, and actually now we have time tomorrow because I mentioned earlier in the week that Rebecca Jones was coming back. And she is, except it won't be this week. We were going to record an interview yesterday to air tomorrow because she's traveling tomorrow and over the weekend. And Rebecca Jones, just to refresh your memory, is the Florida data scientist who was doing the, um, the keeping the, the COVID dashboard for the state of Florida until the idiot governor uh, basically had her head uh, because she was being honest. Um, it, it got really ugly, as things do with governor death sentence down here. So um, uh, Rebecca Jones was not only fired, she was um, slandered. Uh, they raided her house, alleging that she she broke into 
uh, database to email other employees. She was an employee at the time. She had access to it. She didn't break into anything. But anyway, I digress. Um, she is now doing a, a Substack newsletter. She is practicing journalism and keeping tabs on what's going on in the Florida legislature. And let me tell you, there's stuff you need to know about. The thing is, the legislative session runs 60 days and it just started. And oh my, the damage they're doing is already extensive. Um, so she will be on with us a week from Monday. Now, this coming week, just giving you a heads up, I will not be here. However, we may have breaking news next week because everything is pointing to an indictment coming down for the former guy. The indictment would be from the New York City District Attorney's Office, Alvin Bragg's office, and the charges would be around the hush money paid to Stormy Daniels. Yes, it's the vampire of all investigations. And it's kind of weird that that is the, is the first case that's going to hopefully bring charges against this crook. The biggest scam artist ever perpetuating his criminal tendencies on the American people, I think. Um, and there are so many more things that are more egregious that he should be prosecuted for. But I think we will get there. I think charges are coming from Georgia. I think um, there have got to be federal charges for the insurrection and all that. But the first thing that's going to come, it, it appears to be from the Manhattan DA's office. And, and it will likely come next week. All it, so. All of the, um, you know, the, the pundits, the talking heads on the televisions are saying, and the former federal prosecutors say, that the invitation for the target to come and speak before the grand jury is the very last thing that's done. Well, Michael Cohen, the former guy's former fixer and lawyer, testified for the last two days. And then the very last thing would have been Trump, who said, no, uh, thanks, but no thanks, I'm not going there. So all that's left is for them to, I guess, again, I, I haven't been on a grand jury and I'm not a lawyer. I don't even play one on the radio. But from what I understand is the, the you know, the, the both sides make their case to the grand jury and then they... Um, uh, they do what they do, right? Yes. Now, Louie, Longshot Louie in the chat room said, today, a new phone call dropped, which I suspect is going to delay the Georgia prosecution. Here's the deal. And if anybody knows the answer, please call and tell me. Phone lines are open right now. Howie Klein will be here at the bottom of the hour. But between now and then, this is a good time to call if you've got a burning question or comment. This is when I take calls. 954 889-6410. So here's my question about the Georgia thing and why it's taking so long. And by the way, um, imminent in legalese is not the same as imminent in layperson language. If I say something's imminent, it's going to walk through that door any minute. If a lawyer Oh, only prosecution allowed in grand jury proceedings. That's right. Thank you, Earth Justice Now. See, I learn from you guys every day, and I admit 
I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything. Believe it or not, there are some things that I, you know, one of the reasons I love doing interviews is because I get to ask knowledgeable people questions. So I don't know all the answers. And I'll gladly tell you what answers I don't know. That's what, I did know that, Earth Justice, but thank you for, for reminding me. Only prosecution gets to make the case in the grand jury. There is no defense in the grand jury. So the prosecution will wrap up its case and then give it to the jury who then decides whether or not they're going to come back with an indictment. Now, in Georgia, the grand jury that Fannie Willis convened was an investigatory grand jury. They did not have the power to issue an indictment. So they finished their investigation. They wrote their report. Remember, we saw a little piece of it, but the the bulk of it is being kept secret because if they released it, it would it would hinder the prosecution and thereby the defense of any future defendants. So in the in in the interest of um you know, uh, justice, they are not releasing the full report, nor should they. Not yet, anyway. So how it works is the, 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 the investigatory grand jury wrote its report, makes its recommendations, and then when the next grand jury who can hand down an indictment convenes, Fannie Willis presents the case to that grand jury for them to issue the indictment. And uh, again, uh, shocker, I know I could be wrong here. I believe this grand jury convenes on or around March 23rd. I I just seem to remember that date. Again, I could be wrong. That's why I'm qualifying it. But anyway, Fannie Willis did not have an indictment yet. She has the recommendations, and then she makes the recommendations to the incoming grand jury. They're the ones who will issue the indictment or not. I think they will, but, you know, again, no crystal ball. So I don't know. So, you know, David and I had a, uh, not a disagreement, not an argument, but a, 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 a feisty conversation about it. He's going, this should have been done. It is important enough. They could convene a grand jury and get the, uh, uh, get the indictment. I don't know that they can do that. And maybe if there's a lawyer or a judge out there listening, you can call in and inform us. I think the grand jury is set certain dates, and that's when they're there, and that's when she can present the case. Again, I could be wrong. I, I, it's, it's educated um, conjecture here. So anyway, that's the thing. But either way, that should be coming to a head pretty soon as well. Now, this other phone call, I don't know that this will muck it up because the investigation is already done. That they could introduce in a trial if there is one. And what this phone call is, we've all heard the phone call with Brad Rappensperger, right? Um, he was the Secretary of State, and that's one where Donald Trump, you know, the, you know, the call that he described is perfect. It was a perfect phone call. And all I asked for was 11,583 votes, you know, two more than we have, or something, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but you get the idea, of, you know, to, to give him a vote more than he got to win the election. You lost you're a loser, Donald. Um, 
But anyway, so, you know, I think this new call would, you know, bypass the whole grand jury thing. Either they have a case without this new call or they don't. But it can be, ostensibly, I think, introduced in a trial. And here's what the, um, uh, if I can find it. Okay, so this call... Another one that Donald made, this one to the Georgia House Speaker. Okay, so in the Georgia legislature, the Speaker of the Georgia House was a man named David Ralston. And apparently, they have a recording of Donald Trump's call to him um, to... uh, he wanted a special session. He wanted Ralston... Trump wanted Ralston to reconvene a special session of the House to, um, I guess, to do whatever they needed to do to overturn a legitimate fair and free election. Well, Ralston did not comply with Trump's demand, and he won't be actually called as a witness because David Ralston died in November. But apparently, the phone call lives on because recordings are forever. So that's coming. And I guess that's a good thing. So there's a lot of action. So what I'm start, what I'm taking a really long time to say is, if there is major, major breaking news next week, I will come back. I will be here. Here's the thing. I'm having eye surgery again on Monday. And I figured, you know what? I, I, I tend to overdo uh, I I do too much. I take on too much at once. So I'm told I'm supposed to rest after the surgery. So my plan is to take the week off. I will run best of shows, audio only, on Progressive Voices and my stream. So it will stream audio Monday through Friday next week, 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Progressive Voices Network and on my website, on my Listen Live page. But we won't have a YouTube. Uh, YouTube will be dark next week. And as will, obviously, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Unless, if Donald Trump is indicted, that will be history-making. So as long as it doesn't happen Monday, (laughs) if it happens later in the week, I will jump on so we can talk about it. I will be here so we can talk about it. Because it'll be the first time ever a former president has been indicted. And if he's indicted, that means he must be arrested and fingerprinted, and mugshot taken. And I can't sit on the sidelines if that happens. So um, keep that in the back of your mind. Just check, you know, if uh, hopefully you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you do, you'll get notified if I go live. So if you haven't yet subscribed, hit that button now. Or do whatever you need to do. And then watch my Twitter, Mastodon Facebook feeds, because I will also let you know. Otherwise, I'll play fun shows. Um, And if you have a request for a show you would like to hear repeated next week while I'm out, email me, Nicole at NicoleSandler.com. And between us kids, since we're not doing video, if you want one of the old music interviews, I can do that too, because it's going to be audio only. So we have more freedom when we don't when we don't do the video. Yeah, Old Sage Joe in the chat room said that mugshot will sell well. I'm thinking... NFTs. I'm thinking a set of Donald Trump mugshot NFTs. What do you think? 
we can we can sell them and um, raise money for, I guess, Joe Biden's 2024 reelection campaign. So here's the thing. If I do come on next week, you'll see me. I was going to say naked, not not naked from the neck down, but no makeup. I can't put eye makeup on after my surgery for a week. That's the main reason I'm not doing a show next week. Not really. But, you know, so anyway, the, the sacrifices I make for you people really coming on camera without a uh, um, without any makeup, that would be that would almost be like. You know, can you imagine Trump without any makeup? I promise you, I look better without makeup than he does. I, I, I can say that unequivocally. And I'm, I'm, I tend to be a pretty modest person. I'm not, you know, I don't have a massive ego. Look, I'll admit that I'm wrong sometimes. Um, ah, okay. So Ka- Katie, Kathy Turner is asking the interview with, with Mark for Mark and Brian. He, she said, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. It was the one with the big boy theft. When we stole the uh, the Bob's Big Boy statue. I can do that. Wow, George is going to see Blondie at the Broward Center tonight. Very cool. I didn't even realize they were playing there. I would see Blondie. It's it's too late now, but yeah. Um, I'm not scary without makeup. I, I, don't wear, I don't wear a lot of makeup. I never have. But boy, I'm all over the place, aren't I? Okay, I've got another song for you. Before Howie gets here, remember I told you yesterday that I had two, I had two videos that I needed to play for you, and I, I was saving them both for today. Um, the other one, it, it goes, it, it sort of works with the Donald Trump without makeup look, because it's, it, it's by the Parody Project, and it's called, um, it's called, wait, I, I don't want to get it wrong, because I'm going to, um, I'm going to screw it up. Hold on. Um, yes, the whiter shade of fail, perhaps, you know, the Procol Harum song, whiter shade of pale, it's the whiter shade of fail. And we'll get to that in a moment. But before we do, let me tell you, our sponsor Blendjet is back and I've been drinking my Blendjet smoothies all along. Just, you know, I'm only going to talk about them when we're supposed to talk about them. And now is the time. So they've got another deal. Same deal as before, but a different promo code. So if you go to blendjet.com, the code here is it's easier. Feed me 12. You put in the promo code feed me 12. You'll get 12% off your purchase and free two-day shipping. And the reason this is so cool is this is my favorite new tech toy of the year. First of all, that's the sound. That's that's how loud it is. And it is really a full power um blender little blender and and it's the size is perfect it fits in the cup holder in your car so you can take it with you um and and you can you can make healthy drink you can make decadent non-healthy drinks too i mean whatever floats your boat this happens to be blueberries strawberries little bit of vanilla protein powder to give it some oomph it's all vegan um there are many brands out there you can get and some water and it's delicious. It's a great mid-afternoon pick-me-up. Um, and I love that blend jet. It, 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 it blends everything up. It makes the perfect texture of a smoothie. And you can have your own. Again, go to blendjet.com. Use the offer code FEEDME12. You get 12% off, free two-day shipping, and your very own Blendjet. And there's lots of cool designs to choose from. This is the Geo design, and I happen to think it's quite lovely. All right. So enjoy your afternoon smoothie with me. 
All right. You ready? You ready for the next production? This is, um, they're called uh, Parody Project, but but Don Karen, who is the Parody Project, often does work with other groups. And this time he's in conjunction with the Freedom Toast and Cinnabot because, well, when you see this video, you'll understand it took it took a lot of um, hands to to make the brilliance. All right. Take it away. Parody Project. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. I think there's going to be a lot of litigation because we have so much evidence, so much proof, and it's going to end up perhaps at the highest court in the land. Where is the evidence? What they were proposing, I thought was nuts. In that context, I made it clear I did not agree with the idea of saying the election was stolen and putting out this stuff, which I told the president was bullshit. Jail. His 
Say Trump's been right about everything. So now they're laughing at us. <laughs> We're in laughing at you. I declared, I am your voice. Today I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. Oh, God. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Oh, please. You are the fail. The whiter shade of fail. A parody project with Freedom Toast. Oh, I got to put the, the applause up there. There we go. And and Cinnabot. Really good. And who would ever thought that the, the melody to A Whiter Shade of Pale by Procol Harum would, would tra- translate so well to a song uh, t- talking about what a total fucking moron and idiot Donald Trump is I was going to say was, but he, he still is, you know. Wow. Uh, I don't know how we top that. So maybe we do it by um, uh, mixing up a couple of Dirty Debbies. I'll take a double today, please. And uh, calling Howie Klein. Whoops, that's the wrong one. Oh, shoot. I put the, I put the wrong day up here. Hold on one second. That's, that's Tuesday. That's Laffy. Let's try this again. And calling Howie Klein. Are you a multinational corporation hungry for a treat? Well, come on down to Schmucky Chuckies, where you'll personally be seated by Chuck Schumer himself. So many dishes, and they're all fresh. You're going to love our Blue Dog special, the Dino Burger, because we say so. A good hamburger and french fries. And every burger comes with a side order of grits. I love grits. I love anything with corn. It's corn. All for only $50,000. Wash it all down with a dirty Debbie. Nine-tenths water, one-tenth orange juice. After a week or two, you drink this, it's 200 calories, and it's acetic. And wipe your mouth with a tissue print of Glass-Steagall. For dessert, try our DNC tarts. 
little cookies. Tell the quality of that. Most restaurants give you a mint, but at Schmucky Chuckies, you get complimentary. Sweet and low. Who picks up the tab for all this? Find out now with Howie Klein of DownWithTyranny.com on The Nicole Sandler Show. Oh, hey, Howie Klein. Hey, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. I just played it. (laughs) I just played, you know, I like to play these song parodies because, you know, it's a musical thing. And there's this guy named Don Karen who does parodies under the handle of um, a Parody Project. He's got, he's been doing it for years and years and years. And he works with some other groups. Well, his latest one is to the tune of uh, Procol Harum's Whiter Shade of Pale called A Whiter Shade of Fail. And and it was perfect. The video from January 6th just fit in perfectly. And you wouldn't think that tune would lend itself necessarily to a, a, a good parody, but it did. It was very good. Oh, I can imagine it, yes. I would like to hear it. Oh, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. It's really, really good. And Randy Rainbow has a new one out today, too. Or actually yesterday, but really good. I, I used it. Oh, good. <laughs> All right, I'll send you the I'll send you the parody project one as well. Um, I think you will enjoy it, uh, especially because, you know, it, it shows Trump to be the dolt that he is. <laughs> well, that's always fun. Yes. Well, it's not hard to do, but you know, it, so when it's set to music that makes you feel good, it it somehow evokes a joyous um, feeling. What are you doing? I was uh, just eating a, uh, a melon, uh-huh. and it was so delicious. It was just like, you know, exactly the right day to eat this melon. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of melon? Well, uh, it had a name that I had never heard before. Oh. So it was something that I bought that I'd never heard of. And, um, and, and I, I actually, use, I'm using it for a salad tonight, but there was too much of it. So there was one sort of... You know, I don't know, maybe not a quarter of it, but almost a quarter of it. And I just ate that for lunch. Ah, okay. Well, that uh, melons are great. Melons are good food. Um, but some people have a real aversion to it. I love them. My dog, Jackson, loves melon. David, it's like, don't bring it near him. It, it, he, wow. Yeah. And, and that includes every kind of melon? Every kind of melon. Watermelon, honeydew, cantaloupe. I mean the basics. Those are the those are like the the essential 3 of melons, yeah. right? Nope. And I love them all. This one was something different. It was uh, you know, I don't know. It's kind of I don't I, I mean I it, even though it wasn't red, I think the name of it had the word red in it, but it was it wasn't <laughs> there was nothing to do with red <laughs> in any way. Well, that <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. You know, sure. Um, So, you know what? Somebody in the chat room just brought up this story, and I'm going to bring it up, too, because I first heard the story a couple of weeks ago that this was happening. There's a a school, you know, there's a lot of universities throughout the state of Florida, including Florida Atlantic University, which I was not familiar with. But apparently it is a it is a Christian college. And. I don't. Yeah, that's the one that he wants to make the that that one that he's no. growing up no, to make that, it like. That. No, that's New College in Sarasota, which is not a Christian college, which is a. So he know, wants to make New College like uh, right. this Atlantic thing. Right, but but this is a different. Yes, he's doing that anyway, and that's a separate story. This is a different one. So Atlantic, uh, shoot, I'm going to find the story. Something Atlantic University. 
um, uh, where did I put it? Um, anyway, this professor who teaches, uh, I want to say history, was, um, um, here it is. I got a statement last night from his attorney. So I saw the story like last week that it looked like they were going to not renew his contract because this professor, uh, a, a, a full professor, um, believes that he should be, you know, teaching racial justice. And and he was afraid they weren't going to renew his contract. Well, lo and behold, they did not. And last night I got an email from his attorney with a statement from Dr. Samuel Jokel, J-O-E-C-K-E-L. It's Palm Beach Atlantic University is the name of the school. And here's the statement. Today, the deadline passed for Palm Beach Atlantic University to make a decision on my contract for the next school year. Unfortunately, I already learned last week that PBA made the disappointing decision to terminate my contract early. They did this for a clear reason, my decision to teach and speak about racial justice. The timing of this is not a coincidence, as we are dealing with a, quote, anti-woke crusade from Governor DeSantis and other far-right politicians and, and activists. PBA was clearly influenced by this toxic political ideology. I believe this goes against the Christian beliefs that I hold closely and that PBA claims to hold closely. PBA has chosen to reject the words of Martin Luther King Jr., quote, like a boil that can never be cured so long as it is covered up, but must be opened with all its ugliness to the natural medicines of air and light. Racial injustice must be exposed with all the tension its exposure creates to the light of human conscience and the air of national opinion before it can be cured. That's the end of the quote. And then he finishes, but because PBA took these actions, I will have no choice but to pursue my legal options to fight back and show Palm Beach Atlantic and other institutions that they cannot get away with this. Oh, good. Yes. So good on him for fighting back. And I reached out to the lawyer and I said, please, both of you come on the show. So he wrote the, the lawyer wrote back last night and said, thank you f- so much for reaching out. Um, I will get in touch with him and we'll get back to you. And I haven't heard anything back yet. But this is what we need. We need people who've been impacted by this heavy hand of authoritarianism to speak up. And the the, the interesting thing is. You know, he is a believer. He's a true believer. He's a Christian, and this is at a Christian university, and they're still pulling this shit. Right. And especially if you consider, I mean, the most woke possible uh, example would be Jesus Christ. Yes. And, And most Christians do still believe in Jesus Christ, although not the evangelicals, but everyone else. Right. Right. No, it's 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 this is how this is how DeSantis works. It's the okay for me, but not for thee. You know, if as long as you agree with his religion, his ideology, his twisted way of thinking, then you're good. But if you don't, then you're the other and you are to be excommunicated. You you don't deserve representation or, or your your thoughts and beliefs are illegitimate if they don't align with his. Right. So I'm seeing more and more polling that's showing that uh, even in Florida, they're kind of sick of DeSantis' bullshit now. Yes, I hear that, too. But then again, look, you know, we're getting ready to move. And so I'm selling furniture and stuff. And I had I had a woman come by yesterday to buy my our old China, a set of China, which we don't use. And, 
you know, so we're talking and I explained to her that I go on the air at five o'clock. So I got to be done by then. And oh, what do you do? And I said, well, it's politics, news and politics. Oh, which side are you on? And I said, (laughs) I said the right side. I mean, the correct side, the left side. She goes, oh, as I'm on the right. I said, really? How interesting. I said, you do you you like DeSantis? She goes, I love him. I said, please tell me what it is you love about him. And what it turned out is she only gets her, quote, news from Fox. Hello. Although she said, I really I listen to all sides. But I, when I asked her, do you know about the, the, about the Dominion lawsuit? She said, no, what's that? And I said, then yeah. you don't listen to all sides. And I, I, I explained so much to this woman in the 20 minutes she was here that I think she was like ready to leave. Like she was like, get me away from her. But I said, please promise me you're going to do some homework and read other sources that are not Fox because they're lying to you. And uh. then we're loading, we're putting the things in her car and she has, and this is an old, this woman is going to be 84 years 84 years old, this 74 years old, she's 10 years old, uh, me. 74 years old this month. Um, and she had a, 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 um, a let's go Brandon bumper sticker on her car. And I looked at that. And I said, are you kidding me? I said, do you know what that means? I said, that means fuck Joe Biden. And you're talking, you know, that's not okay. You know that? That's not you- okay. I told her that's not okay. And she's like, I'm sorry. She apologized. <laughs> So, no, I told you know, this is the, but this is how delusional they are. She's like, oh, I listen to all sides. No, you actually don't because you don't know anything. Did, did she know that what the, what the let's go Brandon uh, thing meant? I don't know if she did or not. She just, you know, when I said that means fuck Joe Biden, she's like, well, you know, you know, she just like, she was embarrassed. She was obviously embarrassed. I gave yeah, her. A, not, I gave her. She's driving around with it. I know. And this is an older woman. I mean, she looks old. She's seventy-four, but she looks older. I gave her so much to think about. <laughs> David's telling me I sold her the china too cheap. That's okay. She got an earful from me, and if you know, hopefully something that I said to her resonates because I didn't let up from the time she said, "Oh, I'm on the right." I love DeSantis. Oh, and then I said, and Donald Trump? You like Donald Trump? Incredulously. And she goes, well, I don't like the things he said. But she's, oh, she goes, you can't, I, I'm, I'm fiscally conservative. You can't think the economy is doing well. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can. First of all, <laughs> I wanted to all think, you know, they, no matter what they do, they keep raising the interest rates, trying to cool off the job market. They can't because the economy is so strong. You know, don't listen to the bullshit you're being fed on Fox. And so I, I, I truly gave her an earful. <laughs> yes, it sounds that way. So, so they, they, I thought they eat off tables. I didn't realize that they eat on China. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, she, she, with, she, with her grandchildren, she'll eat on China. I, I don't know about the rest of them. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Yeah, I get wound up sometimes. So, you know, that uh, and it was nice. The other guy who came to the other guy who came to buy the outside furniture. You know, I said, I, I got to be out of here by five. You got to be done, you know, like 430 because I go on the air at five. And he wrote me back and he said, radio or not. 
And I'm thinking, and this is on Facebook. And I'm thinking, okay, so like he Googled me and it came up with my, that, that was what the show used to be called. And yeah. no, it turns out he doesn't listen all the time because he works, but he was a listener. He knew who I was. Oh, far out. Yeah. So he knew radio or not. And I honestly haven't used that in a while. So that made me feel good. Yes, you should have given him a good deal on I the did. furniture. Believe me, I, I'm given good deals. We want to get stuff out of here. So now we have room to put the boxes that are packed that are going to go with us. Right. When are you uh, making the move? Hopefully, hopefully the end of April. So check this out. Uh, I'm hoping I've never been to Jazz Fest in New Orleans. Jazz Fest is always around um, the, the end of April, beginning of May. And Judith Owen who is a friend of mine who's been on the show before, has a new album coming out of all songs from the, you know, women race songs from the 40s and 50s, like really dirty, like ballsy by these women who many of us never heard of before because they, it was race music and they weren't allowed to play that music on the radio or on television or anything. Um, Judith like unearthed a bunch of these songs and they're so good and she does them with a band and she's going to do the launch her tour and the vinyl release of the album at Jazz Fest on May 5th or 6th. So I'm trying to work it out so I can be there for that show on our way to Arizona, if it all works out. We'll see, because we're going to do something with her and the Women Who Rock radio thing I'm putting together. Oh, good, 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 good. Oh, did, did, you, have, did you get that email I sent you with this, the Penetrators song? Yes, I did. Thank you. I'll put that I, in. I, I didn't know that song. Oh, I did so much stuff like that from that era that I've been thinking about. But I wanted to hear if you appreciated the the penetrators before I start, like you know, sending you all the stuff. It was great, and please do, because yes, because yeah. I'm I'm putting together. Yeah, see, Winston's saying my my in laws love Jazz Fest. They used to go every year until oh, they moved to New Orleans last month. I I can't believe in all these years. Two things I've never been to: South by Southwest, which is happening now, never gone. And Jazz Fest, I never went to. Well, South by Southwest used to be really, really the kind of thing that you would you would like and should have been at. Uh, it's a little commercial now. I don't know, you know, if you would, uh, right. you know, it's much different than it used to be. Right. The first ten years of South by Southwest was wonderful, and now I don't know. I I, I wouldn't go. Oh really? I, Okay. Not anymore. Good. Then no, I'm... it's very, very commercial. It's it's not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. It was a very organic, grassroots kind of thing at one time. And now it's, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but it's really all about making money. Isn't everything just about that these days, sadly? It ter- everything turns into that. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of things start off, you know, because of inspiration and people just wanting to do something great. And then it, when it starts to work... Suddenly, people who you know see the potential to make a lot of money j- jump in and inevitably just ruin it. Right now, let me let's let's segue to and talk politics a little bit. What a, what a concept! The, your latest post you just put up at downwithtyranny.com this afternoon. Corrupt corporate Senate Dems are unrepentant about helping Trump gut Dodd Frank regulations. So we saw two banks fail in this past week, another one teetering. And a global crisis on the edge because of the Credit Suisse thing going on. And you, you opened this article by saying a few days ago, I thought it would be valuable to name the 17 Democratic senators who voted with the Republicans to gut Dodd-Frank. Because really, without them, none of this would have been possible, would it? 
Right. So, and I, you know, I didn't do it in this particular article, but in the other article, I also named the 33 uh, Democrats in the House, led by, of course, Kirsten Cinema, who, who was in the House in 2018 right. Right. when this was voted on. So, they, so every single Republican but one uh, voted for it, and the one who didn't vote for it, Walter Jones, is dead. So he, he died right after he voted, he voted against it. But every Republican who's now in Congress, who was in Congress in 2018, they all voted for this thing. And then in the House, 33 Democrats and 17 Republicans. Mm-hmm. Just disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. It really is. Now, the, the, and now Frank, they don't want to, you know, the Republicans, of course, we, we could figure. But also the conservative Democrats are saying no. I mean, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and, and others are trying to rescind what they what what the senate did and what right. that and and they and they absolutely refuse it's astounding so um the democrats like who you point to in this piece um are against so they're they're defending their action and voting to overturn look this if i remember correctly was put into place after the 2008 meltdown which can i just say i lost my job then I lost my home then. I have never recovered. I was never made whole from that, unlike the depositors at Silicon Valley Bank. I had my life savings in my house. And guess what? Lost the house. With it went my savings. And I've never been able to crawl out of that hole. Um, and so they, these 17 so-called Democratic senators voted with the Republicans to gut Dodd-Frank. Why? Did they think that this well, wouldn't happen again? Uh, one of the things I mentioned was that all of these people have something in common with those Republicans, which is that they are major recipients of money from the banking industry. So, you know, I'm sure that they would say it's just a coincidence, but that happens to be the case in both the House and the Senate. If you just look at who's getting all the money from the banking industry, you know, in the House, it's Josh Gottheimer, and in those days, Kirsten Sinema, and in, in, the, um, in the Senate, it's Mark Warner, uh, and now Kirsten Cinema, and I mean they're getting all of, all of them, all seventeen of them, and all all. I mean, you know who got the most money from the banking and securities industries uh, that year? Who? It was uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, the one who got who was defeated right after it uh, from Missouri. Oh, Claire Claire uh, Claire McCaskill. McCaskill. She got the most, which I, was I think uh, close to four million dollars. Wow. And, uh, you know, and, and what that does, it doesn't make Republicans vote for you. No. What it does is it, it, it turns off Democrats who then think, you know, they don't go vote for a Republican, but they don't bother to go vote. That's what the problem is. I mean, you know that well because you're, you live in Florida. Yes. Right. So Claire McCaskill voted out of office. By the way, she's, you know, she's at MSNBC Every, yes. Almost every damn day. And yes. this this is, keeps in line with their programming philosophy. So MSNBC is the station for disaffected Republicans, never Trumpers, and conservadems. Yes, That's absolutely. It. It's, that, it's, it's sickening. And, uh, you know, it, 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 you know it, makes, it makes me not want to watch and not want to watch it. And I don't. I very, very rarely do. And when I do, it might be, uh, you know, just Chris Hayes, who doesn't fall into that. Nope. And um, Mehdi Hassan, uh, uh, Ali Belshi. Right. And, and, right. You know, that, and that's all. I mean, mo- the, mostly I don't watch it because that's what it is. Uh, you know, mainstream Republicans and conservative Democrats. Yeah. 
and never Trumpers. And if you look at who their regulars are, like Michael Steele filled in for Chris Hayes. Like, what? No, (laughs) that's their bench. They're all these never Trumpers. And so they can't get on right wing television anymore. So they infiltrated MSNBC, who still presents as, you know, we're we're the, the station for the Democrats. No, you're not. It's the station for, no, look, I actually like Nicole Wallace because I think she's smart and she does a good show. Except when she makes excuses for her former party and, you know, and the the work she did for George Bush. Oh, it was a different Republican Party back then. Yeah, not really. Right. Dick Cheney, she can defend him too. Yeah, right. So, you know, one of the people, I don't know for sure that he's now a regular contributor, but I've seen him on, you know, generally my watching of of, uh, uh, MSNBC is when I go upstairs to get dressed. So I come downstairs like four or five in the morning with my bathrobe. And when I go upstairs, I I put my shoes and socks on and put my pants on Mm -hmm. and all that. While that's happening, I'm watching MSNBC. It takes about five minutes. Right. And twice this week, I saw Sean Patrick Maloney. Yep. And I'm thinking he's a regular contributor now. Yeah. And they pay these people. That's right. The paid contributor. If you hear there, this is an MSNBC contributor or analyst. They're on the payroll. And I'm telling you, people like Charlie Sykes and and Michael Steele and Claire McCaskill, they've got to have a bed set up or they have to have like a dorm room or like like on (laughs) on 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 Grey's Anatomy on those hospital shows. You know, there's the on call room where the doctors always screw. Uh, they have one of those at MSNBC so they could go take a nap and come back out whenever they need another never Trumper on the air. <laughs> That's right. Or a conservative Democrat. Now, my problem isn't so much with MSNBC. I don't care. Right. But my problem is this is what is happening with the Democratic Party. And, right. and the conservative Democrats want this to happen. They want a union uh, with, with the, um, these conservative but not Trump Republicans. And that's what they're getting. And that yep. is the direction that the Democratic Party is going in. doesn't matter to me that much because I haven't identified as a Democrat in many, many years. But that is unfortunately uh, what I guess, unfortunately, what I what I see happening to the Democrats now. Yeah. It'll all be one great big MSNBC. Right. No, and it, it does bother me because MSNBC has given them the, the disaffected Republicans um, their own place. And once they're rid of the, you know, if they're able to get rid of the Trump DeSantis, you know, MAGA shit, they will emerge, guess what, as Republicans. They're not Democrats. They don't want the same things as we do. Charlie Sykes and Michael Steele do not want the same things that you and I want. No, they're conservatives. That's right. But so so are these Democrat conservatives. So I really see a, you know, what I call like a center mush coming about. (laughs) That's going to include these these kind of Democrats, these conservative Democrats, plus the non-Trump type Republicans. And that's going to be a new political party. And what's going to be left is you're going to have a fascist party of, of the Trump type people and then a progressive party, hopefully, uh, of, of, you know, the people who like Bernie and Elizabeth uh, Warren. Right. Uh, so I see like kind of three parties. Yes, yeah, so do I. And I'll tell you, there's there's another disturbing trend. And I got it because somebody, um, Honey Bunny, in the chat room just wrote, did you see Ro Khanna avoid answering why he voted with Republicans on socialism? I didn't see that, but I did see 
Rokana sort of making excuses for the bailing out the 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 banks, and I get he is the congressman from Silicon Valley, but yep. he David Sachs is doing a fundraiser for him. And, and yeah, yeah, I, I saw that too. But but Ro Khanna voted against uh, against that bill. He was on the right side oh, of that. Oh, was he? Yeah, oh, absolutely. He he voted. He was not one of the thirty three Democrats. There were no no any there were no progressives. It oh, was good. all blue dogs and new Dems. So they were the only ones. So Roe, Ro, you know, Roe is generally like really good. Yeah. And uh, and that so when he steps out of line a little bit, it's it's so odd. Uh, but he does, and and everyone else does as well. I mean, everybody steps out of line sometimes for one reason or another. But but generally, Roe is, Ro is real good. I see he's been beaten up a lot on that uh, on that, that list. mailing list. Right, you and I are right. Well, and they're they're beating up Katie Porter too because she's trying to straddle the fence with APAC, and and is, I think she's yeah. playing the game and trying not to get on their bad side because we know what APAC. And and by association, I guess Hakeem Jeffries does to candidates who don't get on, you know, who who are uh, are on the other side of their argument. Right. But Katie Porter is no uh, Ro Khanna. I mean, she I mean, Ro Khanna is, is a real progressive and Katie Porter is whatever the hell she is. I mean, oh. she you know, their voting records are very, very different. I are mean, they? she she doesn't have the same kind of voting record as Ro. Ro has always been, you know, he's always been rated an A and she, you know, generally is a C, oh, so wow. not even a B. So it's it's very different. I didn't realize. I guess I'm just I'm just blinded by Katie's brilliance because I think she is pretty brilliant. She is she she has tremendous contributions that she makes, but it's not in her voting record. I see. No, she. You know, look. She also represents a, a what was a red district before she won it, wasn't it in Orange County? Yes. Well, well, she doesn't. Yeah, she. It was at one time a red district, and she turned. She flipped it by defeating a Republican. But it's just that people need to understand, you know, when they're talking about her and and you know talking about what a great progressive she is. She's she not. ain't Barbara Lee. I'll tell you that. And even in the last in the hundred seventeenth Congress, so the last two years before before the one eighteenth. Where they're, now they're every now their voting records are identical because they're just voting on things that Republicans put up. Right. But um, in the 117th, which the Democrats controlled, um, you know, Barbara Lee, super, super, super progressive, then came Adam Adam Schiff, right, and then Katie, and, Katie. and well, Katie was further away from Adam than Adam was from uh, Barbara Lee. So wow. that, and, and that is a pretty hard thing for people to digest, and they don't want to believe it, but it's, it's the truth true. is the truth. You can't, you can't argue with that. So let me ask you this, Howie, because all three of them, Katie Porter, uh, uh, Adam Schiff, and um, um, Barbara, uh, Lee. Barbara Lee, are running for Dianne Feinstein's Senate seat. Now, Barbara right. Lee, her policies I would normally go for her, but Barbara Lee is also 76 years old, and I think it's irresponsible of her to launch her first Senate bid. Running for a Senate seat and getting that seat is an expensive, very intensive process that, you know, the most she'll be able to serve is one term, and then they have to go through this all over again. She already announced that she's only running for one term. Yeah, but, but well, duh. And and there's something kind of cool about that as well, that she's only running for one term, because it means that... Six years, hence, uh, we'll get a chance to um, elect somebody else. Why can't we elect somebody better, you know, somebody good now somebody without better. having... That's, I mean, you know, uh, she's, she's she the best. She is great. I the, get it. Of the, of the three, so, I believe she's the best. That's so my you 
right. Su- you support um, Barbara Lee for that. For absolutely, that absolutely. I mean, if the election were today, I would vote for Barbara Lee without without blinking. However, if Katie wins. Or if Adam Schiff wins, I'll be perfectly happy with either one of them. Good. Okay, that's good. My my I mean, point is neither of them is anything like like Diane Feinstein. Thank God. You know, I have I have a bone to pick with Adam, and I have done it publicly for mm-hmm. years. Yes, and, you and you know, I'm not as thrilled about Katie as I wish I was either. But uh, like I said, if the vote was today, it would, I would not hesitate to vote for Barbara Lee. Good. Uh, see, I just I think it's wrong to set up to have to have another contest to win back that seat again in six years when you can elect yeah, somebody not, who can hold Florida, it. Where there's no winning back. We don't have a, we don't have a real Republican party here. So it's not like we That's have true. to win it back over a Republican. Right. The, the, the statewide races in California now are between usually between a conservative Democrat and a, and a um, progressive Democrat. Right. Although in this particular race, it's really going to be between two progressive Democrats. True. That's true. I just think the expense needed, the money outlay and energy to mount a Senate campaign is so exorbitant. Look, we need campaign finance reform. And if we had that, maybe it wouldn't be such a big deal. But it is. So Yeah. But, you know, I, I admire Barbara from, for coming right out, right from day one, and saying, I'm running for one term, and that's it. Yeah. Well, I, she does a lot of good in one term, and and there aren't other, there aren't people like her. She's she'd be very unique. I mean, uh, you know how much I like uh, Bernie. You know, know how much I like yep. Elizabeth Warren and Jeff Merkley, but none of them are like Barbara Lee. Right. I'm not saying she's better than them, but she's is what she is. She is, what and she is. we can uh, very very much use someone like her in uh, in Congress. I don't disagree with anything you said. I just think I wish she would have done this years ago. I know the seat wasn't there for her to do this with years ago, but to launch your first Senate bid at 76, I just think is wrong. But that's me. Well, you know, it's that's not like she's coming out of nowhere. She's been in the, in the house all this time. And, uh, you know, I, I, look, my feeling is, although, I, like I just said, I'm, I'm, I'm for Barbara Lee. I want to see her win. It would be amazing. But any of them. Would be good. However, I don't think she's – yeah, well, yes, any of them. But I don't think that she's going to uh, to last. I, I, I feel in the end we're not going to have a choice to to vote for Barbara Lee, I'm afraid. And it's going to be just uh, – you know, it's going to be Katie and Adam and whoever. You know, there's a whole bunch of like, – They're talking about Ro Khanna too. Who aren't known. Ro Khanna as well is talking about – No, no, no Ro's not running. Oh, he's not? There are going to be a Definitely. lot of people that jump in. Definitely. Oh, okay. That's news. Yeah, there may be. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the people who people thought would run have taken themselves out of the running already. Hmm. So, okay. you know, so, so that has already happened. So, so it, you know, it, and the thing is, it, as you mentioned, it's so expensive – to do it, and there aren't that many people who who, ha- who have the capacity for, to raise that kind of money. Right. But Katie has been, you know, so uh, become so beloved because of of the work that she's done in her committee, and and you know she's been an exceptionally amazing congresswoman that she is able to raise large sums of money. And Adam has raised, I think. He raised more money in the last two years than any Democrat in Congress other than Nancy Pelosi. So, you know, they're both – and when it comes to uh, raising money, they're both superstars. I don't believe Barbara is going to be able to compete with them, and I think she'll, she'll drop out. She has yeah. a history, unfortunately, of going for 
uh, positions and then sort of feeling that she's not going to make it and then dropping out. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't be c- cursed with Hakeem Jeffries now if she would have stayed, I think, if she would have stayed in the race uh, to, for caucus, uh, head of the caucus, but she let him take it after, you know, and, and, and it was too late for anyone else to get in. So we got stuck with Hakeem. Right. And the and party I, will do if Barbara, let's say she were 10 years younger and it was, I think, more uh, feasible. The party would still do to her what they did to Bernie. She would not be allowed to get it because she's too progressive. She wouldn't be allowed to get what? To, 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 to get the nomination, I think. They would, they would I think sabotage her as they do yeah for the senate as they did with bernie for the presidency i don't eh, think it's different it's california ah, so it's, it's a different kind of thing that's than, true you know the rest of the country that i don't i don't know that they have the capacity to stop her hmm. i just feel that she's not going to be able to raise the money she's going to get the, the feeling that she's not she's not polling the way uh adam and and barbara are i'm, I'm sorry adam and katie are right this is just this is just my gut telling me that she she's she might not last, which is disappointing for me because I want to vote for her. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I guess time will tell, uh, and we wait. It was like we wait for Governor Dumb Shit here in Florida to officially announce while he's doing, you know. Oh, I have tour. to ask you a question about that. Yeah. So I've been arguing with, with lawyers that I know from Florida, several, about what what the law says there about resign to run. Uh, and it doesn't seem clear. You know, some people say that if you are running for another office, you have to uh, resign your your job that you're holding now. So, in other words, if if he announces he's going to run, he can't be governor anymore, which is makes a lot of sense because he's obviously if he's running for president, he's not going to be able to 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 do the functions that are needed as governor. Yep. Well, uh, under Florida Department of State dot state dot FL dot US resign to run law. It says an elected or appointed officer may not qualify as a candidate for another state, district, county or municipal public office if the terms or any part of the terms would overlap with each other. If the person were to be elected or appointed and did not resign from the office, the person presently holds so it sounds to me like if if DeSantis's term would run past the day he would have to take office as president should he win then he needs to resign in order to do that and it would uh how to submit a resignation in writing at least his his people are claiming that it doesn't uh relate to federal office and i don't see that when that law passed they didn't say that that's not that's not how it went. Um, and they, they've amended the law several times since then, but not to bar someone, not to uh, not to excuse someone who's running for federal office. So I think he does have to resign, but I don't think he will. And who's going to stop him? Ah, exceptions to the resign to run law, candidates for federal office or person seeking the office of president or vice president. When and when did that? What is? When did that happen? Updated that was, uh, January twenty eighteen. I'll send you this. I just found it. It's kind of easy to find. It, this is uh, the reference guide updated January twenty eighteen, and it says exceptions to the resign to run law: political party offices or persons without salary or appointed board or authority, candidates for federal office, and the fourth one, person seeking the office of president or vice president. 
Interesting, because that isn't the way the legislators in Florida are talking about it, because they're talking about actually passing a new law that does exempt uh, running for president. Which, so, so I'm wondering, is this a, a rule or an interpretation by the State Department, or is this an actual, it uh, says, an actual law? It is a law. It says, uh, uh, um, resign to run law, DE mm-hmm. reference guide 0016. Um, but it doesn't state, does it? Um, I'm not seeing where it's it's stating the actual law, but I'm just, you know, it's a few pages long and I'm just, you know, glancing through yeah, it. Well, I, oh, well, I mean, that, that might be his excuse, but he has seemed to be worried about it. And it has been something that's been talked about. And they're saying, well, you know, in the legislature, they'll say, well, we'll just uh, put another amendment on that to uh, to say not uh, president. So but who if, knows? Of course they will, because this this legislature and I say that with all the disdain you hearing dripping from my voice, um, <laughs> they don't do anything except green light everything he asks for. The stuff they're doing. <laughs> so the six-week six abortion law that is working its way through the legislature already advanced out of committee. The permitless, registrationless, concealed carry weapons thing already went through. They're trying to... They've decided, you know, after the the Parkland shooting five years ago, they passed a law to roll back the age. So you have to be uh, 21 to buy a gun. No longer can you get one at 18. They want to reverse that now. Oh, because it's been five years since Parkland. What? Why not? Come on. So this is the kind of shit they're doing. Um, they're expanding the don't say gay bill. Like you can't talk to kids under third grade about gender well, they want to expand that until ninth grade through eighth grade. So if Susie has two moms, she can't even talk about that in school without the teacher getting arrested or something. The whole thing is just <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, God. But that's what this legislature does. Yep. They, well, they want to give him his uh, his platform to run on. Ugh. You know, and I say, bring it's it. Because it'll, it'll just bring make it. him lose. Exactly, because people, the, the war against woke is not, that's not the general consensus. People think he's batshit crazy because he is. Yep, but yeah. he is, you know, in his mind, he, you know, had this gigantic victory in Florida. And, uh, you know, that excuses everything because uh, it's a winning, everything he thinks that he touches is a winning issue. Yeah, but you know and what, I, Howie? Did you ever go back and look at the numbers, the numbers that the votes he got? Right. He, you know, he didn't mount such a great victory as that Charlie Chris just sucked air. He, he couldn't get anyone to come out and vote for him. That's why there was such a gap, because Charlie Chris didn't bring out any voters. DeSantis didn't garner many more votes than he got four years earlier. Yep. So. Well, that's what I meant when I was saying how, you know, we're, we're stuck with a Democratic Party that uh, it, it sucks and doesn't give anyone a reason to vote, uh, vote, vote for its candidates. And right. not all the time, but in the, the, this Charlie Chris was a good example. He was a actual Republican and then tur- and then became a blue dog conservative right. Democrat. Right. Why would who wants to vote for him? Right. And, you know, I do the thing where I vote against the other guy. Um, I've always voted against the other guy. I think the only time I voted for a candidate and I did it, it wasn't my first choice, was voting for Obama in 2008. 
but I had voted for John Edwards in the primary. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I've always voted against the other person. I, you know, I want to be able to vote for somebody in the primary. I voted for Bernie voting for somebody, but in a general. Doesn't that feel I, good to vote for somebody? What's that? Doesn't that feel good when you're voting for somebody? It feels great. That's how it should be. Yep. That is how it should be. That's why I love but primaries. we have a Democratic Party that, that doesn't see it that way. Tell me about it. Right. right. In Florida, even more so than in other places. You got that right. All right. Uh, Howie Klein, I'm putting together an email. I'm sending you a link to the resign to run law final PDF. And to I'm this, much more interested to get that, that song. And the video. <laughs> the I'm, I'm sending it right now. I'm sen- I was going to attach the video, but it's too big. So I'm going to send you the link from YouTube. I'm getting it. Oh, it's not. Oh, yeah, YouTube. Right. Yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah. I'll good. send you the YouTube link um, and you will enjoy it. And yeah, the, the, the stuff this guy does are good. Some some are, are stronger than others. Um, but but this one's this one's quite good. So um, you good. count the oh, legal votes. Ah, sorry, I, I started playing and I didn't mean it to. Um, Howie, I guess we're done. I'm going to email you this now because I multitask. And um, next week I will not be here unless. Donald Trump is indicted on, you know, Wednesday night, Wednesday or Thursday. Then I'll come back. But I'm having I'm having a eye surgery on Monday. So I'm oh. taking the week off. Um, oh, well, good luck with the surgery. Thanks. And uh, I guess I won't see you next week. Unless it, unless something happens and Trump's indicted and we have big breaking news, I'll 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 message you and let you know we're on. But count what on me. What if he falls off a boat and gets eaten by sharks? Oh, I think we'd have to have a show then, too. <laughs> hope because i would celebrate that <laughs> uh, okay I, I don't usually take perverse pleasure in other people's misfortunes but when it's donald trump, trump bring it trump to, I mean, bring it you know. when it's trump bring it i will delight uh to to the fullest extent of the law all right all right nicole i'll uh talk to you in two weeks sounds good thanks howie uh go Thank check you. your email it's already there Okay. Um, uh, Bye. And you guys, um, I'll see you tomorrow. Don't know what we're doing, but we'll do something. We'll figure it out. We always do, don't we? Okay. Uh, I'll leave you with the news. See ya. Bye. Oops. Okay. It would help if I hit the right button. God, I'm doing that a lot these days. Damn producer. Let's try this again. It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. As you've likely heard by now, two banks collapsed over the past week, sparking fears that banking turmoil is spreading around the world. Analysts, though, say this is not a repeat of the 2008 global financial crisis and not necessarily a time to panic. But there was another banking scare on Wednesday. Switzerland's second biggest lender, Credit Suisse, announced its biggest shareholder had no plans to give any more funds. This sent U.S. stocks sliding Wednesday. But futures are up after the company agreed to a $53 billion loan from the Swiss Central Bank. Obviously, things are still in turmoil. So if you're looking for some hot committee action today, check out the Senate Finance Committee. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is testifying. Topics she'll likely be grilled on include last weekend's rescue of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank and the crisis currently unfolding globally. You also might want to watch out for Senator Elizabeth Warren. 
she's pushing a bill to tighten bank regulations. She said on TV in Boston Tuesday night, quote, it's time to put those regulations back in place. It's time to hold the Fed accountable, do a full investigation of what they've done. And it's time to send a very strong message to bank CEOs. You're not going to be able to load up on risk in order to juice your profits. That's the Elizabeth Warren we know and love. Stay tuned. The federal judge in Texas, who is considering a challenge against the abortion pill, Mifepristone, appeared open on Wednesday to an anti-abortion group's argument that federal regulators hadn't sufficiently vetted the drug, alleging it could be unsafe. Really? The FDA approval came more than 20 years ago. U.S. District Judge Matthew Kazmarek, an outspoken anti-choice Trump appointee, questioned whether Mifepristone, which is one part of a two-step medical abortion drug, had met strict federal standards required for doctors to prescribe it. He even asked a lawyer for the group that filed the challenge whether or not a judge had the authority to unilaterally withdraw the FDA approval. He asked the lawyer for the complaining party? Wow. Well, public health officials said the challenge wasn't supported by scientific evidence and could disrupt the FDA's process for approving drugs. The judge said his ruling would come as soon as possible, though he didn't specify a timetable. But this judge could at least temporarily undo the FDA's 2000 approval of this abortion drug. Just amazing. And while we're in Texas, it appears they're vying for the title of most fascist state, giving Florida a run for its money. Texas on Wednesday announced a state takeover of Houston's public school district in response to allegations of misconduct by school trustees and low test scores at the district's 50 high schools. Houston is the eighth largest school district in the country with 276 schools and nearly 200,000 students. This takeover, one of the largest in the U.S., has deepened a rift between Democrats who have local control and Republicans who dominate the state government and have sought broader local authority after clashes over elections and pandemic restrictions. The plan is for Texas to replace Houston's democratically elected school board and superintendent with a board of managers in June. Democrats called the move announced by Republican Governor Greg Abbott's education commissioner a partisan power play. You think? Meanwhile, Minnesota will bring back free school lunches across the state, no thanks to Republican State Senator Steve Drzkowski, who voted against the bill, saying, quote, I have yet to meet a person in Minnesota that is hungry. Hey, Steve, more than 8% of the children in the county you represent live in poverty. Just saying. So while we're waiting to see what happens next in the Fulton County, Georgia, DA's case against the former guy, more information is coming from the grand jury that recommended a number of indictments. We've all heard the damning phone call during which Trump asked Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger to find the votes he'd need to win the state. Well, now we find out that the grand jury reportedly heard another recording of the former guy. This one pushing the state House Speaker David Ralston to call a special session of the legislature to overturn the election in Trump's favor. Ralston, who died in November, did not comply with Trump's demand. Speaking of the former guy, as we're awaiting a history-making indictment to come from the Manhattan DA's office, possibly as soon as next week, we learned that Stormy Daniels, the adult film star, met on Wednesday with prosecutors investigating the hush money paid to her by Trump's representatives shortly before the 2016 elections. This news arrived as Michael Cohen 
the former Trump lawyer and fixer who arranged the $130,000 payoff, testified for a second day before the New York grand jury reviewing the case. Cohen has said he would cooperate with prosecutors, but wasn't seeking revenge against Trump. He said, quote, this is not about him. This is about holding accountability, truth to power and everything else in between. And finally, one more reason to get the hell out of Florida, a massive blob of seaweed spanning more than 5,000 miles is headed for the shores of Florida. The seaweed will reportedly invade Florida's beaches around July. Ick. So we got that to look forward to. And that's just a bit of what's news for now on Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener supported and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button.